Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, listeners. I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out MagicalMysteryCamp.com slash HelpingFriendly to learn more. Osiris. Doing it live. What are we doing live? Oh, jeez. Last, last one, unfortunately. That's what's in life. No, this is so sad. Today, uh, we are here. Uh, this is another episode of Always Almost Megan. Yay! <laughs> oh, I don't know man. what that would be like, but it sounds kind of crazy. I feel like this means I need to come on your podcast, is what this means. For sure. Absolutely. I just have to learn more about Goose. You're getting there. Oh, you know plenty already. Yeah, yeah you're getting I mean, yeah. you've just watched the whole you, tour. So, yeah, you know, you know more than the average fan at this point, I think. Right. We'll see. Hopefully. And hey, Kev's here today. Oh, what's going on, Kevin? Hi, Kev. Even Kev. Even, Even Kev's Kev. here today. We're we're very excited. Um, <laughs> you know, unfortunately, um, RJ could not make it today. We are very sad uh, that he could not be here to talk about you know um, his experience at the show last night. But I think he's still in the hospital from dancing too hard during Rockdale or crying, um, crying yeah. too much, probably. It, it was injuries sustained during Rockdale, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. But, you know, we, we love you, RJ, and uh, we wish you were here. But uh, we can talk about last night's show. Let's we watched. It. We listened. It was, mm-hmm. it was good. It was a good show. And, you know, th- it was the end, the end of it all, the end of the tour, which is, you know, so bittersweet. Yeah. Because it was such a fun show. But, you know, this is it. It's over for now. For now. For now. For We've now. heard a lot of for now. now. Yeah. And, I'm excited to see what that means. And, you know, we're hoping that we're going to get uh, a nice batch of Goose Winter Tour dates um, announced in the next little while. Um, and hopefully, you know, this isn't the last time we see Taboose um, because this was amazing. And, you know. Now we have to, like, officially use that name since they used it, too, last yeah. night. Yeah. In Listen, Lama. It, it's, been, it's been 
used by many. Um, you know, I, I think it definitely has a better ring to it than like Truce or um, a lot of the other names that were floating around. I think Taboose has it rolls off the tongue nicely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's the so- best of bad things combinations. <laughs> 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 I think now Pollock is trying to make Jatab. Yeah. Be a thing, but it's, it's not. I don't know. It's not good. If we're forcing two words together, it's the least offensive. Exactly. <laughs> forcing two words together. Exactly. exactly. I read. I read not Pollux as as almost like an Australian thing, like Gitab. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's an apostrophe in there. Uh, Gitab. <laughs> Gitab. Well. Um, Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the show. Um, you know, it looked like everyone in the venue was having a great time, obviously. You know, uh, nice flopener uh, to get us started last night. Uh, Are we going to just keep combining words in this terrible th- way? This is, a, this, is an existing, this is an existing thing. Uh, okay. It appears in the <laughs> I in don't like flopener. I just, I I just want to say I don't that use it. as a term. Okay, thank you. I'm not going to use it either, Brian. Okay, well, flow down opener. I, I noted on the lgoose.net because that's how, that's how Coach notes it, so... Got to defer to the man. Um, but Flopener, um, I'll say it again. But, you know, some some of the usual interesting Rick delayed knob fiddling tricks. Nothing nothing crazy. Yeah, not not quite as, as extensive as they've taken that intro, um, you know, this year. You know, we got a lot of really extended intros. So, which isn't surprising. I mean, you got 90 minutes. You know, the clock's running. So, um you know, you gotta you gotta be very thoughtful of, of how you use that time. But um, I, I was honestly actually even surprised to see flow down. Um, but uh, you know, I suppose I suppose it was due. Um, but yeah, you know, I think it was. Uh, you know, like you said, Ryan. I mean, I think I think you know, fairly short, um, and then into the pancakes. And so, so I think that was the first sign of. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be you know, if not all bangers, mostly bangers, you know, it's, it's the final night. I think we were all wondering a little bit about, um, you know, is there going to be anything different um, in terms of how sit-ins are treated, you know, um, set times, maybe even things like that. But um, so, yeah, so I think pancakes was just the first sign of, all right, let's, let's, let's see, let's see where this goes. And that pancakes jam, by the way, last thing I'll say about this is, uh, you know, Really nice jam, I, you know. Probably one of the better jams of the night. And I think when we get into the rest of the set list, you know, t- tonight was a little bit different in that regard as well. But yeah, the pancakes really, really got things going. I mean, that jam was uh, got hot. Yeah, I agree. I think Flowdown's cool too. It's like reminds me of like an early Fish song with like lots of different composed sections that all kind of sound a little different and have a lot of like different vibe to each little section. It's cool. I heard that. I think they played it in Mohegan too. Yes, um, and that was the first time I really heard that song, so that was cool to hear it as an opener too. But I thought the pancakes, like that, to me was when they seemed to be like, okay, we're here to play tonight. Like we're gonna push a little harder tonight. We're gonna really like start attacking the set. And I thought that jam and pancakes had great peaks, really great. I love that we're here in 2022 and we're like talking about pancakes as a song that like is peppered into a set to make it better because it's still so new um, that uh, yeah, it's just surprising that, that it's become what it's become, but it, mm-hmm. it, it kills every time. It's, it's never a bad song. And I thought it was awesome here as well. To be fair, it is a new song, but it was debuted at the end of January, which is like 75 shows ago at this point, uh, pretty much. So, you know, they, they've wow. played so many this year that pancakes feels like it's been in the rotation forever. It's become right. an amateur. That's song. like five pandemic years. I mean, of shows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so true. Wow, they've played a lot. That's amazing. Yeah, but yeah, really, really awesome pancakes. Um, Rick, Rick was in the zone. A lot of very precise playing from him during this jam. Um, but yeah, th- this was great peak. It's interesting, you know, tracking how pancakes went from in the winter, you know, delivering like many twenty-minute versions in the row uh, to kind of recently with the exception of uh, New Orleans, maybe a couple others has, has, it's been kind of a shorter, you know, like energy boost uh, to the set as opposed to a, a huge extended jam vehicle, which it's been interesting. Efficient. I mean, it does pretty well with that. They did a, you know, well, a bunch of different places, but most notably at Radio City, it was like a shorter version that was hot. That was yeah. very, very good. 
uh, version of pancakes there too that was not on the long side. Mm-hmm. And the one with and the one with Trey earlier in the tour was great too. Then we get turn clouds, um, which interesting pick uh, for me mid set. You know, not something I may have expected here. Um, you know, we we talked a little bit about last week how uh, California Magic maybe didn't really translate as well into the arena setting. Um, you know, obviously n- none of us having been there last night, we don't really know how it went across in the crowd, but I feel like this may have been another one of those songs that might be like a little slow to get going, um, in that larger room setting, but sounded beautiful though. Like his voice, Rick's voice is so amazing. And I feel like that the beginning of that song, I think it's the beginning of that where it's like bluesy almost. And it's like, he's mm-hmm. singing just, it's just almost his voice. And I was just blown away. I mean, that's one thing that like stands out so much about Goose is just Rick's ability to sing. And it was that song was really such like a a great place, like highlight of that for me, for sure. But yeah, it's hard to know. I mean, I love that song, California Magic. I, you know, I wasn't at that show, so I don't know how it hit, but, um, but I felt like this didn't like totally destroy the flow of the set at all. I, you know, Turn Clouds is an interesting one. Where it, I mean, it's got a little bit of pep to it, especially like the 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 Peter organ at the end. I was surprised mm-hmm. by this because, like, you know, when they were talking about the show and a bunch of people talking about the show leading up, a bunch of people from the band. I think the the band account, which is generally Peter and Jeff himself on social media, was saying, you know, we're going to pull out all the stops tonight. And like this one doesn't feel like pulling out all the stops necessarily, yeah. but I do agree with you, Megan, that it's a good point. Where's the Rosewood? <laughs> Where, where's the, you know, where's yeah. like Rosewood Heart or like some of these other kind of more epic songs? Uh, or Born, <laughs> which also didn't get played. Drive 2. That's like, crazy. Yeah. How did Born yeah. not? Even I know that that's weird. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, you would think they would play that song given that it's on the album they just released yeah. once out of and these it, eight shows when all everybody's paying attention. Yeah, and it doesn't take that long to play. You know what I mean? Like, you can get in and out of Born in five minutes. Ten minutes. You know? Yeah. But, so, agreeing with Megan's point, though, that, and they haven't done this, like, a whole bunch this tour, and I said this the other day when they played this old C, there aren't many, like, just showcasing Rick's voice kind of songs on this tour. And so this is an example of that, so maybe that's why they threw it in there, but... Rosewood, not a vibe killer, but definitely like not pulling out all the stops either. I don't know. It's just a, it's a weird tune. I would have been happier. Warm takes on the. (laughs) I would. I. I I would. I would have been happier with. I think uh, a a rosewood showcasing of Rick's vocal talents. Uh, But to Megan's point, uh, Turn Cloud still did give him that showcase. uh, You know, to sing. And I often like to remind you guys that it's not all the time that they're playing these songs for us who are always like keyed into these, you know, type two jams and, you know, off script jamming that Mm -hmm. they do. Sometimes they just need to play songs for fans, you know. So true. Well said. Um, but and Born then, and Rosewood are the songs <laughs> <laughs> that I, as a fan, it's exactly oh, it's all about you, Brian. There was someone uh, out there last night who was like, "Thank God they played Turn Clouds instead of Born and Rosewood." Oh, I yeah, mean, it's a yeah. chase. Some people do love that song and do chase it. They don't play it all that often. It's a good song. Well, this year they do, but yeah. Uh, and then we, and then we get Dripfield, which you know I stupidly did not put on my fantasy picks for last night um yeah we all very, knew it was coming yeah it was, it was obvious it's one of those things where you know as soon as you think of it it's like oh yeah of course they're gonna play drip field tonight um and <laughs> as always um you know drip field hits like always it's a primal banger so yes it's always <laughs> gonna hit the but the only thing that surprised me was that trey didn't play drip field with them um, because I really thought, you know, that was the only song that was the only sit in from Radio City uh, that, you know, that they hadn't repeated. Um, mm-hmm. And so I really thought I thought Rockdale and Dripfield was going to close it out, uh, close out the goose set with Trey. So that was the only thing that surprised me. Otherwise, yeah, I mean, Dripfield in the arena. I mean, yeah, that's that's got to hit nice. Um, and and yeah, yeah not, a decent version, too. I mean, they didn't uh, they didn't cut it short. They really. Um, they really gave, gave it everything. So, um, yeah, yeah. Super psyched at that, um, that, that, that came out where it did, you know, Trey or not. Um, 
And then, I mean, I, if, it, feel free to go back to, to drip field, but just coming out of drip field, this is where we saw kind of the first tweak, um, you know, to kind of the schedule programming as it had been going where Trey came out one song earlier than the other seven mm-hmm. nights. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that, so that was cool. So it's at that point, I think you, you kind of knew, okay, that, so one of two things is going to happen, right? We're either going to get three songs instead of two, which is the kind of the more likely, um, or we're going to get, you know, the 20 plus minute treatment on something. Um, so, so I was still, still hanging on to, you know, the, the, you know, thin strand of hope for that Rosewood to come. But uh, alas, <laughs> we all were. Um, we, we, I was we ready to smash it, but... the the quote tweet uh, button on my very negative Rosewood tweet and and really eat crow on that. And I was looking forward to it, and it just didn't happen. I want, I want, I wanted to be, I wanted to be wrong. I wanted to be wrong. <laughs> when they played Dripfield without Trey, I was thinking to myself, well, all right. So if they're not doing Dripfields and Rockdale with Trey, then they're going to do Cross-eyed and Painless. That that was oh, my God. line of thinking, and there were a lot of people who were kind of hoping that. I mean, Goose does play it often enough where they could play it eventually, and I do think their version probably wouldn't mesh with the version how Trey that, plays like, it. Yeah, how mm-hmm. Trey plays it, like they'd actually have to sit down and learn how to play it together, which is really yeah. funny, but they <laughs> would. And uh, yeah, I I was thinking to myself, like, what if they did Rosewood, and then he kind of did that intro jam into Cross-eyed. That would have been cool. Alas. Oh my God. No cool. I did, I've never, I don't think I've ever heard Goose's version of Cross-Eyed. Now I'm going to be listening to that immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's, it's pretty cool. It sounds nothing like the fish version. It has a pretty extended it has intro. Auto-tune. So, <laughs> so mousetrap, yeah. Mousetrap 2019. Yeah. No, okay. Megan, uh, 11-17-21, Kansas City. It, the, 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 what everybody calls the Reba Jam, which is kind of the pre-Cross-Eyed intro jam that Goose does. Okay. Comes right out of Arcadia. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Oh, nice. Go. That whole show's on YouTube. It's a great show. Uh, and then Mousetrap, also for sure. Yes. Uh, two seven twenty two Bozeman, also a great version to Dragonfly. We're, we're we're loading you up Ryan, on uh, Ryan. Are you writing this but... down for me, Ryan? Yeah. Are you taking notes for me. <laughs> he will. He will definitely <laughs> send you a message later. I, I will. Yeah. See, <laughs> see that's all. That, that's always almost Megan right there. See, just like, <laughs> yeah. just like us on the pod. Yeah. Hey, Ryan, take some notes. <laughs> We need to look into import- the Google Doc. Yeah. Yes. Oh, God. I don't know if I'm ready for that. That sounds amazing. I think yeah. that I, I want to talk about this trip field, though, because I feel like it's it played so well in an arena. It's like such a perfect yeah. song for that with like Peter going out to the audience and like you jumping up and down. And like I remember when he did that at Radio City and you know that was like my first experience of that. And it was just so fun to see him out there. I, I really dislike how he faces away from the audience so much. Like I don't like how they have his rig set up because he's so infectious. And I hate that like half the time when you look at the stage, you see his back. I don't yeah. know what, why that is. Ryan, you probably know. Yes, but, but I do it's actually. Sad. <laughs> it's sad. <laughs> Believe it or it's, not. It's unfortunate, and I know you know they they've experimented with like ideas of different placements for the rig. But at the end of the day, when he plays guitar, he needs to have the pedal board at the front um, because otherwise, it's just like then then his guitar pedal board would be at the back, oh, and, and it would be super it. awkward. You know, he's either then facing the open back while he's playing guitar, or if he's facing forward and like the organ or something is in front of him, he doesn't have as much space to actually play guitar. So okay, the, the front sense. being open. You know, it's is the only way it works. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it yeah, was still it, cool. And I thought Trevor was just laying down some like amazing bass lines during that drip field. Mm-hmm. And the lights were going and crazy and the drums. Yeah. And like the lights they had, like where they were like kind of putting everything on like the people behind them. It just looked amazing. And I love the ending of that song. It's like so delicate. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ryan. Nice. I saw that too. It looked incredible. Yeah. The stream was really cool last night. Good lights. You know, to the the point about Peter and the keyboards, he was incredibly thoughtful about that. And he actually got on, I forget what it was. I think a bunch of us were there. It was when um, there was like briefly that thing. Clubhouse. Yes. Clubhouse. In, yeah. in, in oh. early 2021. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he got on Clubhouse. Sunday shenanigans with me, yeah. Brian, and Greg. That was that's a classic. <laughs> that is a classic. And he he came on and he was like, listen, my keyboard rig is expanding, right? Because he had the probably the the Nord Stage Three, mm-hmm. just the Nord this Stage was, Three for a while. 
Yeah, this right. was this was before he had even debuted the Vintage Five. The last we had seen Peter's rig, it was you know two Nords and a Clav. Oh yeah. wow! He's yeah, a lot. so and he just came on and just like there was a bunch of us just from the internet chatting, and he was yeah. like, "So like I don't know what to do, guys. Like how should <laughs> I set up my think? rig?" <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome! Uh, yeah, it's a really funny moment. And then you know he went with something completely with what was or different than what was discussed. I don't even but, uh, remember what we landed on. It was a funny conversation. But yeah. And he, I, he apparently did spend that. a lot of time yeah. on it. Yes. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a hard situation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, skipping ahead now, that drip was awesome. It you, you knew it was coming in this last show. It had to be played. It is such an emblematic song of, of Goose's sound now, which is funny because it's still so new. It debuted in February, right? Yep. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It just fits so well with what they're doing right now. And it fits so well in a venue like that. And this one like Brian was saying, did have a little extra to it. It, it, uh, you know, it wasn't just like the, the drip field in out. So. No, Rick a, got a, after it. He was like, yep. he was going for it. It was great. It was great. And then, you know, let's talk about this Rockdale with Trey, because I think, uh, you know, we all, we all thought this was coming tonight. We all kind of knew this was coming tonight. Uh, very, very excited, you know, about this and very excited for RJ who got the Rockdale with Trey. Um, you know, Happy for I texted, you, I texted him after the song to make sure he was still alive. Um, I did said, too. I was said, like, barely. you got it. Yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> this was a fantastic Rockdale, you know, obviously a fantastic oh song, um, but Trey and Rick just sounding so good on the jam here um, and very well peaked. Yeah, and the gets results. No, like, it's just RJ gets what he wants. That's I think that's yeah, what it's coming it's down RJ. to. RJ gets results. <laughs> It's fine. Let's just call it the pod. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. No, the, I thought the peaking during that Rockdale was like unbelievable. I And the segue back into the song was seamless and just seemed like they had rehearsed it a hundred times. It was just like this perfect landing back in. It was super satisfying. Definitely my favorite version of that song I've ever heard. It was incredible. Have you heard the March 10th, 2022 version? <laughs> no. Okay, it's well, for Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> putting it on the list. Another one you can say. Put it on the list. <laughs> I, I think but, it's going to be interesting to go back and re-listen to all the Trey sit-ins from you know Portland through because I think so. Rockdale was you know fire, and it was only twelve minutes, mm-hmm. and I mean it felt like it was longer, and mm-hmm. I feel like. I, I mean, I feel like just in these eight shows, Rick and Trey have that. It doesn't take them any time to just lock into an idea and and just go. You know what I mean? And, and even at the beginning, it, it, I, that, I don't think that that was the case either. But man, I mean, these last few nights, it, it just it just really felt like, you know, they just as soon as the jam hit. Um, you know, they're both just all over it. You know what I mean? And no time to feel, feel it out, you know, wait for somebody to make it, make a choice or decision. Um, I mean, it just, both of them just on it from, from the start. So yeah, just super, super, we, we don't have the soundboards yet. Um, and so I actually haven't, haven't gone back to listen of last night yet. He's taking his time. Let, let, let him rest today. He'll, he'll get him up. You figure last night well, was a big party night for sure. Yeah, Bandcamp, <laughs> Bandcamp has been posted. Oh, yeah, just, okay, cool. Just as we were starting, it yeah. got posted. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. All right, I'm going to go but listen yeah. to that real quick. <laughs> we'll, we'll pop uh, back on. Yeah. So, should we take 20 and. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, full agree, Brian. That was one of the points that I wanted to make about this show. And I feel like this is Trey's influence on the band. Um, like, Trey with Fish does get there very quickly. And Goose is not known for like kind of getting to whatever space it is very quickly, mm-hmm. like 20 minute jams are the norm. We expect like 20 minute versions of songs. And sometimes we get 20 minute versions of songs that don't really get anywhere. You know, like <laughs> we were like talking about arrow the other day. Like that's the thing that actually happens. Whereas with Trey, like, I feel like, I mean, you're getting there and you're getting there quick. Like right. he, he knows what but he wants to do. And- but that's also a relatively recent development with fish, like fish in the nineties and 2.0, like early 3.0, we're still taking, you know, that there's an interview in the it documentary where, you know, Paige talks about like, it may take us, you know, 25 minutes of searching to get there. But when we get there and, you know, Fish now is able to like be like, all right, we're there, like you know, in, in three seconds. So 
it's it's really cool, you know, seeing the development, as you said. Yeah, well, it, and, and it's kind of what I was saying the other day, and I've been saying this a bunch, which is Trey's so immensely talented at so many things, right? He's an amazing guitar player, but he's also an amazing improvisational musician. And I think this is like an example of like his ability to find a space right away because he's just so comfortable improvising and then get the whole band to go there with him. And then, you know, this Rockdale, all Rockdales have an amazing peak in them. And then, you know, adding Trey to the Rockdale peak, it, I mean, uh, you couldn't miss. Yeah. You just couldn't miss. It was guaranteed yeah. to kill. Harmonize on the on that main riff. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's just so it's good. So good. It's so good. Yeah. Amazing. And then, you know, Elmeg, which uh, was a bit surprising to me, you know, to see this, though, in, in hindsight, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, like, they'll, they'll play Elmeg. Um, but, you know, wh- where do you go after that Rockdale uh, based on the pool of Goose songs that are left? Like, do they play Tweezer, which would have been cool? Um, no, they do not play Tweezer. Um, but Elmeg was a great pick. Nice hearing Trey on this one. And, you know, I just I love this song. Yeah, I, I feel like after two factory fictions, <laughs> we were due for an album. Uh, it was why? Why didn't we think Elmeg? Where's you know the dragonfly? I mean? Two factory fictions um, and no dragonfly. Yeah, I just I don't I don't I don't associate those songs together, but I do associate no, factory fiction and Elmeg together. Uh, I think there's a strong connection. Um, yeah, and I mean, you know, Trey, you know, on the Elmeg lick uh, from the beginning too. So. Uh, just kind of, kind of goes back to that. And, and, you know, we've, as we've talked about, you know, throughout this, this run of shows, um, you can tell the songs, you know, which has been most of them to be fair, where he's, he's, he's got it worked out, you know? So yeah, super cool to see and hear Trey, you know, playing, playing those lines. And, um, we didn't get any more Trey vocals, which, no you know, trade vocals I, last night. Yeah, which slightly disappointed disappointed me. After the Redbird, um, you know, I was really kind of hoping that we were going to see more of that because I just I just love it. And and I'm not talking background, you know, vocals. Uh, you know, I'm talking taking the lead on a verse. You know what I mean? I think it's so cool when they do that. Uh, that's the one thing that I would say I didn't get enough of um, was was more of that kind of cross vocal. Uh, but uh, yeah, the Elmeg and, and the Elmeg is another is a, it's just another good jam where, you know, they didn't take it super long, but they got into it and and really delivered, a you know, a hot version of 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 an amazing kind of a, you know, this is a it's like a heart. You know, this is like an emotional song, I think, um, you know, to to a lot of fans. So um, just a really awesome, awesome way to, you know, I know it didn't end the, end their set, but, you know, Last night of the run, you know, re- really awesome that they threw that in there. I was super happy to see it. Mm-hmm. Really gorgeous the, too. Has the intensity of the Trey stare at Rick oh been God. talked about at all? We've like talked going about back to talk. Uh, just going back to what you guys were talking about, like getting going right away, like just Trey just locking eyes with Rick and locking eyes with his instrument, and them them just totally being in sync with each other just phenomenal to watch it watch it live mm-hmm. it's amazing i was watching with my husband last night who's not a fan and you know god bless him for sitting through all of this music that i make him sit through but he was watching <laughs> last night he really liked Mag. he's like i really like this song and he was like what is going on the way that trey is like looking at you know rick he didn't know rick's name but you know looking at him it's it looks so intense like it's so overwhelming and it's like uncomfortable for me to watch he was saying i'm like i know and i feel like rick is learning so much and just operating under so much pressure and doing an incredible job i've said that before but i really have to say it again because it is not easy to have the person probably that you've idolized your whole life like be standing a foot from you in your biggest rooms you've ever played you know staring at you while you and he plays your songs and you're playing his songs. I mean, that is like, it's next level pressure and he's crushing it. Convey, and to your point, it conveys a level of seriousness that Trey is treating that moment. And he expects totally. also Rick, also expects Rick to treat the moment the same way. Yeah, Billy Absolutely. didn't look at anybody like that. No, he did not. <laughs> Billy, alone, Billy wasn't man. looking at anybody. Be careful. I, I heard uh, a, I heard a, I heard a rumor that someone was hanging out with Billy the night before, and um, well, it's not a rumor. It's, it's someone told me this, and he said that he was asking. He was like, "So, you know, are you, are you going to do this sit-in tomorrow night?" 
And Billy was like, I don't, I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. And he went and asked his manager, like, am I doing this sit in tomorrow? And the manager was like, yeah, I think so. And he's like, okay, I guess I am. No idea. Like 24 hours before. So yeah, that's funny. hysterical. Yeah. Billy strikes um, me as a guy that doesn't get surprised by the moment though. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I think RJ was talking about this the other day too, which is Billy Strings is kind of somewhat larger than life, right? In in the jam band community, you get like these kind of like normal people. Like I still think of Trey as like a normal guy. Yeah, he's a um, nerd. Who goes? Yeah, I mean, he's like yeah, he's like a nerd. Whereas well, we like, saw the Billy picture Strings... of him reading the instruction manual for Rick's new amp. <laughs> <laughs> <right>? yeah. <laughs> like, so like yeah. you know like. Trey's the kind of guy you could run into at the grocery store and be like, hey, you know, whereas Billy Strings yeah. is not. Billy yeah. Strings is like a full-blown rock star. Um, and so I can very That's much fair. see that where like he I Trey mean, does his own grocery shopping. Yeah. I mean, he's a larger than life personality. I, I could definitely see him just showing up every day of the tour, just being told where to go and like doing his thing. I don't know. Totally. Like rock star uh, style. Yeah. yeah. Like someone like else like a, is figuring all this stuff out. Yeah. He is absolutely larger than life, which which right. I think we are not used to as fans of jam music, uh, which that's mm. what makes him interesting. But this Elmeg um, is really, it's like a hot Elmeg. Like mm. there's a, so much energy to this one. And that's typically not how Elmeg goes in my eyes. Usually it's a pretty meandering jam that kind of gets out into like airy, spacey territory and like, I don't know. I, I don't go back and listen to Elmegs a lot because they're so rare. And usually when they're played, they're long and not like the most epic jams. But this one, I, I just, I thought it was awesome. <laughs> like they should do Elmeg like this more often, but had I'm a lot of energy to it. With Trey? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah, sure. I mean, you just have Trey show up whenever you play Elmeg and then it'll be fine. Yeah. But no, just like the energy that, that was in the jam in this song, it's atypical of the song. And I thought it was really cool. Yeah, it's the Elmag that Red Rocks needed. Yeah, and also the drip field that Red Rocks needed. The drip field. <laughs> hey, hey, we're gonna get. There's gonna be a drip field at Goosemas for you for you Colorado. There folks. should be a Goose Festivus at Goosemas, where we get to air the complaints that we have about songs <laughs> that weren't played in certain situations. An airing of grievances really. about yeah. certain songs not being no played no Rosewood on no drip field at Red Rocks. <laughs> it's called letters to the people. Le letters to the manager. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. Yeah, and let then, Jeff know on social media. He'll respond appropriately. I'm sure. Yes, he uh, yeah, he's really digging <laughs> everything about songs that people have to say. He, he let for those of you not on Twitter uh, who, who didn't see, he let everybody know uh, yesterday that he will no longer be taking requests via social media. Um, and that he doesn't have any input into it. Um, and he was very excited that he called the tour opener, I think. Yeah. And also, if you, <laughs> and don't, if, you that, don't, if you don't like Goose, you should listen to Arabolo. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow that thread turned into this bizarre Q&A about this <laughs> random yeah. topic. <laughs> which, like, it's so nice to have Jeff on social media again. And, like, we'll see how long it lasts again, right? Because he's always on and then he's gone. Like, poof, he disappears. Um and that's been like two Man, or three mystery. times that's that's happened already. But just having him around is so good because he's just a naturally funny guy. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I, his answers to some of these questions has been hilarious. Did you catch the one today where somebody asked, like, what's a Rebelo? No, um, I didn't. What was his uh, response? He said it's a special tie made out of minerals. Oh my uh, which gosh. I get it, like orbolo, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> funny. Um, that's like that's something he's thought about, um, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he's got oh oh Jeff. Um, so back to back to the show. Um, we get a a, a non traced in the horns second appearance of the tour uh, and set closing hot tea. Um, this was really fun. The horns sounded amazing on it. You know, they didn't play it in the album arrangement, which had horns. Um, but I think they really sounded amazing on the original hot tea. Um, personally, if I were going to restructure this set, like the sit-ins a little bit and have the horns on another song, I think I would have them do backing vocals and horns on a seven, two, six, maybe before Rockdale and then have the set end with Elmeg. But this tea was still super, super fun. Great, great solos from all of the, uh, 
all three of the amazing horn players. Yeah, I was waiting for this one the whole time. This is like one of the first Goose songs that like kind of hooked me um, when I first started listening to them during like the pandemic and stuff. And I just, this song's great. And I feel like it's just really like accessible and fun. And I knew it would just be kill with the horns. And it did. It was awesome. Yeah, we definitely saw this one coming. No doubt. I, I mean, <laughs> I, well, at least I did. I, I was like, this is going to be played in the last show of the tour. When they say they're they're pulling out all the stops, I think that means hot guaranteed hot tea. <laughs> <laughs> guaranteed yeah. hot tea. Um, and I'm glad that the horns came up for another song because it, I mean, it was very, very good. And everything the horns have done so far, well, the one thing the horns have done so far with the band was very, very good. So I was excited to hear that. And yeah, that's a killer way to close out the set. I mean, that's a that's an awesome three songs to end it and pretty cool way to kind of end the the goose collab part with everybody on the stage that they could fit really i mean you're not you're not getting anybody else from tab on that stage at that point anyone else on the tee brian no. likes to talk about tea so i i yeah because he talk, likes to talk so much about the tea, I was actually going to defer whatever time that was allotted to me. I wanted to give that to him as well, so he could, he could just, <laughs> I, uh, just just yeah. Wow, about this tea. Yeah, Kevin and I once saw um, three hot teas in nine days. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. wow. That's all I have to that's, say about hot tea. Yeah, so yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. So, and, and you know, when, when you look at, uh, yeah, so historically, I mean, I mean, Neil's right. Um, you know, everybody probably should have seen this coming. Um, I, I think, I think in my brain, sometimes I'm just, I'm kind of thinking, okay, well, you know, maybe there's, maybe we'll get something that I like more, but um, it does tend to show up <laughs> tour closers, you know, special shows, things like that. So when they're feeling it. Yeah. 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 I mean, it is like one of their bangers. They are going to play it at the biggest shows. So, I mean, it had to be played. And it's a perfect way to close it out. It's great. Brian, do you think it's the perfect way to close it out? Yeah, I mean, so are we talking about the tab set now? or Terrible. All right, let's talk about the tab set. Let's talk about Shall we? Love I it. mean, there's a lot of tab sets to talk about. Hey, no, no, no. I, I, in the, as, 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 a, as a wise man once said about hot tea, encore that shit. 12 yeah. minutes. Well, I mean, it's a killer, killer encore. Yes. Yeah. Now, that would have been, encore. that might have been cooler because, you know, tea was the only repeat um, in terms of trace it from the crowd. Uh, tea or Kyle? Oh, that's, oh, oh, I mean, tea every time. That's, <laughs> that's, I don't dislike tea. You know, it just, it, it's for me, it's just a little overplayed. That's all. Um, I think so. So tea was the only repeat um, in terms of Trey Siddons with Goose. Um, so hearing it with the horns was awesome. I totally agree. Mm -hmm. Tea as an encore to the tab set might have been cool. I think that's one of the things that people were calling for is, hey, do you know, it'd be really cool if a goose song got played as part of that end of show collaboration. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, maybe that would have been cool, you know, because if you've already got Trey and the horns involved, you know, I mean, get everybody, get everybody in on that tea, you know, make it extra hot. Better, better than party time. <laughs> extra hot tea. Yeah. I mean, you know, show of life, party time. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get we'll there. Get we can there. talk about the tab set first. Uh, solid, solid tab set uh, for the most part. Um, I was, I was a little bit disappointed to see that they didn't. You know, we we talked about yesterday how it seemed in Syracuse, Trey was feeling a little more jammy. They were stretching mm -hmm. things out a bit more. Um, it did not seem like he was in the mood for that last night. Um, push on till yeah. the day. Great surprise placement as an opener, though. Really like that. I think we talked about first tube. You know, showing up in that slot and being a very predictable closer for tab. So push on being here was great. Um, otherwise not a ton to talk about in this set. Another very strong dark and down. Um, I I'm really liking and flew away more with each successive play. I think. Yeah. yeah I, I love dark and down. I, Sorry, Megan, go ahead. Very cool song. No, 
Very cool song. I think, you know, I think there were some moments that were cool. One of which is just that Ciro at one point was playing an, a bow and arrow, which I just, yeah. during Love is What We Are. And it's just like, what? I just looked up at the stream. I'm like, what is he playing? He's He was like plucking a bow and arrow. And then Trey said, he, you know, a couple of people were hit by Ciro's Cupid's bow, which is pretty funny. Um, I'm not fin- think- familiar enough with their songs, but I feel like he he did something with that bow and arrow a couple shows ago as well. Yes. Did he? It's, Did he? It's been there. And Trey made a comment, I think, after Love is What We Are, that, um, like, you know, somebody got shot with, you know, Ciro's Cupid's arrow, and, like, you know who you are. So maybe there was a, a proposal uh, somewhere happening in the venue last night. Not sure uh, if I've seen anything about that on social media. Ciro also did another – the second time this tour, like, a weird, uh, like, you know, into his, like, voice modulator mic sound intro things to a song. And, you know – it was very, very exciting that Ciro was back last night after his absence on Friday. Um, part of his little, you know, voice modulator spiel was he said, yesterday I fell in love with a rock. Um, and all, all, I, all I could see during this thing, you know, the camera's on Ciro in the background. I just see Trey just dying. <laughs> like, <laughs> was that in the ghost intro? When was that? Was it ghost? I don't, I don't know. There was I don't remember really when it was. weird intro to ghost yeah. that – that I like, I I streamed Maybe it was. ghost, and then I went to bed, um, and then I listened to the rest this morning. And so when I put in the ghost um, this morning, I was like, took my daughter to like really early morning hockey, and I like put it in as I'm list- watching her play because you know I'm watching, but I'm also listening. <laughs> um, and uh, and it was the ghost, and I pressed it, and I was like, what is going on in this intro? I thought something was it. wrong with my headphones, and it was like he talked about like like something with morphine and like, it was just like a whole yeah. weird, weird maybe, thing. So maybe he, maybe he like, you know, j- just speculating here. Kidney maybe stone. May- oh, <laughs> I was going to say mean, he like tripped and fell and hit a rock, but that that's a probably a much more plausible. Idea. Yeah. I ain't going to get you morphine. Kidney <laughs> yeah. stone might though. Kidney yeah. stone. I had a kidney stone and I got morphine. So I can attest to that. Definitely. Yeah, All right. Well, the, this is this is the official speculation I'm on no Watch Zero Miss by the way, Friday so. show. <laughs> Jive, Jive Goose MD gives Jive the med. opinion. <laughs> Jive, Jive Med. Yeah. So um, I do this... want to say I oh, think that no, the No Man and No Man's Land. I really love the tab like do up version of this song. It's it really works. It's so good, and mm-hmm. awesome. James always sounds just super amazing in it just incredible i love listening to that version but the ghost is great you know this is definitely like a song i want to hear tab play next time i see tab is to hear them do ghost because i'm loving the way they're doing it sometimes almost <laughs> medical advice uh, oh god we, we need we some sort of like disclaimer or some shit for sure <laughs> like note hey this is a great idea i know we're gonna get a slightly off topic here but this is a great idea for the next mail sack ask us medical questions <laughs> <laughs> And we'll consult uh, our if you're watching, attorneys. Yeah, if you're watching right now, if you're watching right now, and you would like to tweet us your medical questions, please tag us <laughs> at oh AAT Goosebud. Yeah, getting no medical pictures. questions from people on Twitter sounds like a bad idea. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> no picture. Like a Pandora's box. I'm not, no pictures. I don't think this please. is a good idea. Oh my god. Yes, right, and sorry. and good good point, Ian. Getting back on track here. Uh, there was no introduction <laughs> for any of the sit-ins with the tab set last night. It was just like, oh. By the way, um, you know, Rick and Peter are on stage now. And In then, sync, baby. You know, yeah. And then suddenly, you know, when first tube happened, like, oh, there's Trevor, Jeff, and Ben. Like, you know, everyone's here. So, um, but, you know, Ghost was great. Hey, Stranger was great. Everything's Right was really good. Um, mm-hmm. Solid, solid trio of songs uh, with Rick and Peter here. You know, again, Rick and Trey. What yeah, does this, I mean, this mean they're like one? They're playing right? really well together. That, <laughs> this that's this is an audio format, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, um, this is right. My bad. I, sorry. It's like alt text. I, I put my hands together <laughs> to signify the fact that they were playing really well together. Mind meld. Mind meld. <laughs> oh, man. It's true. I mean, it's, I'm like running out of like ways to talk about how awesome it is. Um, and it was yeah. again last night. I mean, the ghost was something I was looking forward to. So that like happened. And, excited about that but uh, yeah they they play so well together I yes mean, what 
what else can I say? Oh, did that happen? I didn't. Yeah, know. that yeah. did. Yeah. Right. That's why Ghost Ghost was cut a little short because of that. Um, yeah. Shouted out Trey, his guitar tech. Yes, Trey. Trey oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, made yeah. fun of his guitar tech for getting to you know kick back and relax normally for the whole show, but then suddenly you have to fix a guitar amp in front of ten thousand people. Um, Peter so told a funny out. story. Yes. Well, shout out to Justin Stabler, Trey's guitar tech. But yeah, Peter did tell a story which I remember seeing in an interview recently um, with him. But uh, it was really a nice story about how one of his first fish shows, um, Trey made a comment about you know if there are any young people in the audience, like you know this is a pretty great job, like you know be a musician. Um, oh, and so it was, awesome. it was really it was really nice to you know for Peter to get to say that on stage with Trey, and then Trey uh, you know gave him a solo. Uh, later on, it was like, like, do it, Peter. Like, show him how much yeah. fun it is to be a musician up here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, show him how much fun it is to like rip it up in an arena or something. Like, this is yeah. so great. That was yeah. this is awesome. The the whole like banter of these shows has just gotten better and better. And like, it's just it shows like just the good vibes that they're all having. And it's one of my favorite things about fish shows are like when you get that kind of special banter. And there's been a lot of it. It's awesome. Trey, when Trey's Lindsay. talking, he's like really happy. Lindsay echoing in the comments right there. Uh, it would be super stressful having Trey stare at you intensely, yes. especially when he's your idol, you know? <laughs> exactly. So, For sure. So yeah. it would be like having Jive Goose like stare at you or Neil stare at you while you're making your <laughs> fantasy goose picks. Oh, like sa- It's like the same not, level. Let's not do that. <laughs> well, Neil gets that from Nate. Um, uh, so, yeah. Have you, I don't know if you've right. ever known okay. anyone. I don't know if, if any of you have known anyone in real life who does that really intense stare. Like you're just having a conversation with them mm-hmm. and it's almost like they don't look away and they, they don't even blink. They just stare it's, at it's you. stressful. Yeah. I think it's, I don't, yeah, I tend to be like, okay, I'm not, I don't really want to talk to that person anymore. Um, <laughs> was he, was he, was the alpha dog in them? And also this is, this, no, this, these shows, like... uh, this is the type of thing where I want to see a documentary made. Yeah. I want to see, I want to see this, I want to see the backstage footage and there is someone who was filming the whole time. So we're good. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of feel like that type of stuff. uh, My fear is always that it it gets treated as being so intimate that That they won't, you don't want to put it out there. I just want, I mean, I just want the footage. I just want the footage from the other day. Just like, give me like, you know, an hour and a half of Trey and Rick just like puzzling over this, this amp. Like, yeah, like, you know, you know, like reading it, reading the <laughs> manual, like fiddling with it. I, I I think that would be my my most sought after footage from this tour. I think what I what I want to see if this was to exist and, and if it does, oh man, it's gonna be awesome. Like if they did a day of show episode for like the whole tour. But it was like know, three hours done, long. That was three hours long, I would watch every bit of it. But I want to watch Rick or not Rick, I'm sorry, Trey talking to Peter. Because it feels like those two guys were like a friendship that was destined to happen. Yeah, totally. I don't know. Hundred <laughs> percent. They're just like yeah. They just, they just love what they do so much. Yeah, they they definitely yeah. share a similar love and light. A, a similar a similar joy they they share together for yeah. sure. It's like love and light, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. For sure. They're just such similar guys. I don't know. I mean, like, I could just see the conversations they would have, and like. It'd probably be like the only kind of conversation that the two of them would enjoy. <laughs> and like, I don't know, yeah. like you'd just be like a third wheel on it. Like, and they're just like vibing in their own way. But um, yeah. I hope that exists. Bananas. I'm looking forward to it. Bananas. Yeah, there's like eating bananas. Two guys eating bananas. It's their podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to get some stuff out of it for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be really cool. And um, I want to see them rehearsing. I want to see them like learning each other's music. I just, I think that's so cool. Deciding what they're going to play. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what I, I, I would also like to, you know, figure out like, what did they practice or what did they speculate on playing that they didn't play? Because I'm, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure there's, there's lots of that. And you know, what, what did they want to play that they didn't get a chance to like the, so, so much, so much behind the scenes that I love, but the, the, you know, this tour was incredible. And let, let's talk about this encore here. Um, you know, in, in terms of repeats, if we were going to get, you know, repeats of songs that had been played previously with this sit-ins um, love that the llama came back again, you know, hearing yes. Desron rip up that intro again, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That Slow llama is just 
so good and Desron needs to play it all the time. Like they need to like bring him in for him and Mike to do it together or something in fish because he just sounds incredible. And mm-hmm. this was such a smart, smart song for them to be playing on this tour. Yeah, and I, I I mean I love hearing Rick, you know, play the play the solo that, you know, leads back into you know, whatever the the main lick coming back in um, just sounds really cool. He took uh, and he took a couple solos on it. Um, yeah, it was great. That's I really like. I've always liked Slow Llama. Um, so yeah, super cool that we got to see that twice. Um, and then um, yeah, and then what did we get next? Ryan was Show of Life next. Show of Life, yeah. <laughs> Very surprising pick. Uh, not not what I was expecting. I feel like this Trey plays this song when he's feeling really sentimental. And Mm -hmm. I think Trey was feeling very sentimental last night. And so this song is like, you know, it's a song that's, I think, really meaningful to him. And, um, you know, maybe you can say it's like a little corny, but I think the lyrics are great. And I think it's a special, it's one of those songs that Trey, Trey has, like, he's in his feelings when he's playing this song, Mm. I think. I'll take show of life over more. Um, and and I could probably Don't rattle off a bunch RJ. of other ones. I like Show of Life. Um, I, I, I never too. got I, I never sound. got the hate that I got. Now I can understand as an encore at a fish show. Let's just say I can see that I can right see now. You, well, you have to play something else after it. If, if you just yeah. play that, if, then if, it's like the most depressing thing ever. If anybody, like, if anybody has a minute, go listen to the soundboard of twelve thirty one thirteen when they start up Show of Life in the encore. Somebody in the crowd audibly yells, no, <laughs> on the recording. That is sad. That is <laughs> At really the end sad. of like the New Year's Eve show, like they go on for the encore. It's like, no, 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 no. Oh, God. My brother is one of those haters. He immediately texted me last night and he was beside himself. I don't know. I thought it, I thought it hit. Yeah, you know, basically, yeah, like one, once I once I figured, like, no, they're not going to end on this. Then I was like, yeah, okay, it's good. Yeah, I, I would have like, liked to hear, you know, Rick or Peter sing a verse of it, though. You know, I think yeah. that that's definitely something oh, that I was that wanting more of. We talked about, you know, Trey singing more Goose songs. You know, I wanted to see more of that. You know, Rick singing Fish songs. Like Trey's acoustic guitar was on stage last night. Um, and so I'm guessing they were, they were planning on doing an acoustic tune to start the encore, but they, they scrapped that. Um, so I, I would have really, really loved to see, you know, Rick sing a verse of any of these songs. Same. I would have liked that too. A lot. And, and then, then party, party time. time. Yeah. Just fun. Yeah. And then the, I mean, another that was really fun. Everything yeah. about that was just was, was fun. And like, I actually like, kind of juxtaposing those two songs together, right? Like doing this like yeah. really heartfelt thing and then then doing party time, which is like basically like, you know, tour is finally over. Let's let's go have fun. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and Trey, Trey says, was like, like, yeah, let's keep this fucking party going. Which lends itself like, probably well just... to the conga line, you know, Love kind of line. stage exit. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, you can't do that to show of life. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Like a, like a funeral at that point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love though, but you know, everyone else was, you know, already doing the conga line drum thing except for the horns and Desron and Desron's just still ripping up the party time yes. baseline. And I was just like, ah, like don't stop playing, please. So, so good. And then someone throws Trey a torch on stage. That was shout out to Noah Ray. Uh, yeah. He brought the torch to the show and threw it up to Trey, um, which that was and Trey threw really it to funny. Rick. Yeah. And Rick, and Rick, Rick, yeah. Rick missed it. Yeah, but, but he missed no. it, but he threw it to him, and I just thought that was awesome. Trevor. Rick was like, Trevor I hope, I hope there's not torch. some hidden meaning behind that. No. It's, just, it's <laughs> yeah. just a torch. I think people are nah, already Trey analyzing mi- that. Rick missing it. Yeah. When, oh, yeah. oh. Well, he had <laughs> no interest in catching it. It's almost like when someone throws a bouquet at a wedding and, like, you have no interest in getting married. Like people will just like clear out and like back up. Mm-hmm. That yeah. almost but then Peter is the guy yeah. that picks it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Right. Back in, <laughs> back in March, um, you know, like, and we know, like, you know, they obviously know about all of the torch discourse and the nonsense that happens online. Like back in March before they'd even met Trey or anything. Um, you know, I know Rick had said like at like one of the festivals they play that Trey is also at, he he was like, it would, I think it would be hilarious if just like in, during our set, Trey just walked out and like handed me a lighter, <laughs> like and then just <laughs> left, like and that was it, like 
Um, but yeah, it's you know what? Oh, hello. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I think we've got um, a, a message from the backyard uh, <laughs> while raking leaves. Yes, it does. Show of I life agree. was like the I love was like the I love you, and then party time was like the perfect way to just to bookend the entire run. Mm-hmm. I mean, just a perfect exactly. way to go out. Yeah. 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 And then on the Master torch thing, just there. like one more, one more thing about like the torch thing. So like, it wasn't just Noah with the torches. There were, I saw another picture where there was like, I think like at least 15 torches. <laughs> and um, I think what's really funny about it is like Trey wanted the torch. He like leaned over the stage and was like, yeah. Like, yeah, it to awesome. me. <laughs> like, yeah. And I don't know if like I texted Noah this morning. I, he was like saying like that he practiced throwing it. Maybe he was doing that on social media, but like he was practicing the throw to Trey just to see what would happen. Uh, but the best thing about that whole video is the look on Ben's face or actually everybody's face. Yeah. When they, they were, see the door, they were dying laughing. I mean, they were already having the time of their lives doing that kind of conga line going out. But after the, the torch thing, it was just so much laughter and, and joy. It was just so awesome. So awesome. And so many hugs, like RJ says. Just yeah, many. A fittingly wholesome about... ending Go ahead. To, mm-hmm. to to this thing. So yeah, just uh, I guess I guess my final thoughts would be sad to see it come to an end, and it, this exceeded you know all of my expectations. You know, I it just I didn't think too much about it ahead of time. I, I was thinking more about the data side of it, like yeah, what songs might they play, and how might sit-ins work, and things like this, but just music the 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 interactions and the love and you know i expected high quality playing Mm -hmm. but i mean just the vibe was was so strong and yeah you know i hope i i don't think this is the last we'll ever see trey and and goose on stage together or rick and trey on stage together or however you want to want to slice it i mean well we'll, we're going to see something again but we may never see eight shows in a row with, with this kind of collaboration night after night. I mean, it was truly something special. Yeah. It really yeah. was. And I think it was a big deal, you know, for tab too. I saw Natalie Kresman's post this morning that this was her first arena tour. You know, that's a big deal. And I never really put that together because, you know, you just see tab and you think like, is always sold out when you see tab and, you know, but you don't realize like you're seeing them in smaller venues. And so, this was exciting for them too. Um, and it was just incredible to watch Trey on stage with all of these, a lot of them young, young musicians just killing it and absolutely destroying in these big rooms. You sold out. It was just, it was exciting. And I'm really happy for everybody. And I think they all just stepped up. I knew it was going to be just a total love fest. And it was, and I think so many people are, have been turned on to goose. And I think that some people have actually even learned more about tab, which is awesome. Yeah. I'm one of those folks that probably learned a little more about Tab than I had known prior. Uh, one of the things that I, I would say is my big takeaway uh, that just makes me really, really stoked for the future is just the genuine mutual inspiration between these musicians uh, that we're playing over these these shows, and just looking forward to what is going to what's going to come out of that. What's you know what's in store for the future. So yeah, definitely a little bit sad to see it end. Uh, but what, uh, what grows out of these relationships that were forged over these shows? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, before we wrap up, let's go around. I think everyone, their, their favorite, uh, moment or jam or sitting or whatever, but your, your favorite thing that has come out, uh, from this tour, um, mine would be, you know, the first thing that Trey played with goose, uh, in Portland, the all I need. Um, I think, best jam played by anybody on the tour. Um, really incredible. Um, and you know, I, I already listened to it a ton, but it is still in my top 10 goose jams of the year. So. I mean, I just have to say I, the only show I saw was Mohegan and that whole night was just unbelievable. Totally attendance bias, but the energy in that room and the vibe and just so many moments I saw Trey dancing all overnight, like all over stage, the way I've, I haven't seen him do that in a long time. And it was just so exciting to see just this like raw energy and inspiration from him. And also just my favorite thing is just been listening to goose every day and like learning more about goose and just like really 
getting into them. I've, you know, I've been listening to them on and off for a few years, but this was really like my first deep dive and getting to talk to all of you guys about Goose. I feel like I really like, I'm in with the big leagues, even though I don't deserve to be. So thank you. This has been awesome. Oh, you deserve to be here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, uh, they let me do it. So, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you got so- something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I'm right there with Ryan. I think, you know, musically, the all I need is, um, you know, that's going to be something that's going to be listened to, you know, forever for me. Um, And then, you know, Trey on Madavan as well. I mean, the night traded Arcadia and Wisteria, two of my favorites back to back. Um, And then Rick and Trey doing Strange Design. Um, I mean, that was that that was a really cool moment. And then Trey taking the um sorry for the lies line and redbird second verse uh, yeah just just love that yeah yeah those are probably Straight some of my burden. favorite moments on top of mind so for me i'm just gonna go with that those four or five notes in hunger sight yeah <laughs> That's yes. place. so like you know we talked about this yesterday when we recorded but just the da, 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 like da, that da. that's it yeah. like just those five so notes good. so like if there's some way I could just play them back to you, I would say no words. And I would say my favorite moment is these five notes. And like, that's it. Cause it's, it's so just emotional. so good. There's so much emotion packed into those, those few notes. And it, it's just wonderful. For me, it has to be just the continued uh, growth and interconnectedness of the fan base, uh, which in my opinion remains to be one of the coolest things, not only just about Goose, uh, but about this overlap with Tab and with Trey and with Fish uh, and continuing to, to grow those like-minded relationships, I think is just fabulous. Like it's it's one of the reasons that all of us are, are sitting here talking about this right now uh, as we've bonded over this music uh, and we find it, uh, found, found common cause over this music. Uh, just real quick, Lindsay has asked twice about favorite posters from the run. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, the Dave Clock uh, general show poster is probably my favorite from the run. Uh, number night one, the Zaz Corp. Zaz, she's, yeah. she's so good. Oh, that was the. She's such an amazing artist. That was the underwater one, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. She's, so, she's awesome. She's like my favorite. Mm-hmm. I, re- I, I really like coming in the mail. I really like the 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 moon poster, um, and also the 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 tree head one from Glenn's that Falls for really my birthday. Cool. That one was cool. The one from last night was interesting. Quite the, quite the beast. Yeah, it was very uh, fantasy world. Young adult, <laughs> young adult fantasy novel cover. Yeah, actually, that's been right. <laughs> right. And so, and you know, one other thing I didn't mention, uh, you know, the HF Pod, always almost there. Great Beyond collaborations mm-hmm. have been a special, you know, part of this run as well. I wish I could have done all eight. Um, but, uh, yeah, some of us work, so, uh, <laughs> You're, you play pickleball five hours a day, man. <laughs> like, super. That's what, that's work, buddy. <laughs> that, does, that doesn't just happen. Dude, prize money, bro. <laughs> um, so yeah, so, so, you know, happy to have, um, to be on with, with you, Megan today. Uh, sorry, we didn't get, get RJ back again and, and some of the guys from, from great beyond as well. Being on with Jonathan was, was really fun. Um, so yeah. So, and I think RJ said it like, you know, Hey, you know, the end of this taboos tour doesn't have to be the end of, of our podcast collaborations. So, so yeah, so maybe, you know, as Goosemas and some other things roll around, um, you know, we'll be able to, to do some more of this kind of stuff. Cause, uh, super fun, super fun. Yes. So yep. fun. It's been, yeah, it's been amazing. I, I agree. It has been so much fun recapping this every day. Um, I'm going to miss it. You know, like tomorrow we wake up and there's no podcast at three, which, you know, it'll be nice to have a break, but then we have a month until the next Goose shows, which is a long time. But yep. um, also, I believe, Megan, you guys are doing a, a tour recap HF pod tomorrow. Yeah, 4.30. We're going to do our kind of tour recap of the Goose Tab run. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and we are recording, there. yeah, and we are recording our massive multi-hour, you know, recap <laughs> episode as we do uh, tonight. So uh, stay tuned for that uh, coming out very, very soon. 
I can't um, wait to listen to that, especially once it gets into hour two. Yeah, that that's that's the magic. <laughs> that's, that's where the magic, where the magic happens, happens after yeah. the two the hour sweet point. Spot. That's what I the hear. Sweet yeah. Spot. <laughs> that's when Neil starts to go on his "I am the greatest" <laughs> segments. I mean, I feel uh, like he kind of has like a spot to do that from now. He he won the fantasy. Um, it's, this isn't the again. first time, Megan. We we appreciate it, but we don't like. He doesn't need more <laughs> ego inflation. Yeah, don't encourage that oh, behavior. Neil, uh, I got your back. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think this is a great spot to end it, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to all eight of these recaps. Um, we will see you again soon, whenever whenever that may be. Um, but follow us, all of the podcasts. Too many to mention. Osiris. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers, all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lamgoat's Van Flip Podcast. Every week, I have in-depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamgoat's Van Flip Podcast.